Hey, welcome into the latest edition of Chalk Talk from the Denver Pioneers. It is a, a very exciting time to be a Pioneers fan, and not just because we're a couple of months now removed from celebrating a, a hockey national championship, but because we are joined on this summertime edition of Chalk Talk by the new University of Denver Vice Chancellor for Athletics and Recreation uh, and Ritchie Center Operations, and that is Josh Burlow, who joins DU uh, starting officially on July 15th. Um, I would imagine it has been a complete whirlwind, Josh but it's good to finally virtually meet you um the last few weeks uh what's it felt like well it's been it's been exciting uh we're, we're thrilled to be pioneers and the history and the tradition uh the high standards for achievement it's it's uh, a, an institution an athletic department that really aligns with our values as i talked about a few weeks ago um and it's it's been a fun debate with with a few folks on my departing institution uh, a little little rivalry there coach Sandlin didn't uh, give me much time before he was publicly calling me a competitor in the newspaper so um, very very excited to get here and and really drawn to it by uh, the way the pioneers achieve at the highest level athletically academically and socially uh, in in so many different sports and and that's something that gets to to my core belief about the importance of sport and how it it makes us better people and those life lessons and I could go on forever, but it's been an exciting few weeks. Um, definitely drinking a bit from the proverbial fire hose and, and trying to get to know as many folks as possible while concurrently really wanting to leave uh, the, the Bulldog Athletic Department in a strong place. I've always told our staff and coaches that how you finish is equally as important as how you start and trying to make sure that I live that virtue on the way out. So. Uh, Thrilled to be coming out here in a couple of weeks, more full time. Great to be here for a few days and and uh, continue to get to know the culture and our coaches, staff, student athletes and administrators and, and all that goes into um, the success that is Pioneer Athletics. You are joining DU from Minnesota Duluth, uh, as noted. And like you said, you're kind of closing one chapter and opening another simultaneously. Um, the official introduction to your new chapter uh, at DU is June 2nd. And you get an opportunity to kind of, you know, come out and get the, the lay of the land a little bit um, and introduce yourself to not only the, the DU community, but the Denver community. Take us through those last few weeks of the interview process, um, finding out that you had gotten a job. Uh, and now, you know, obviously a major life change with with moving and taking on a new a new role yeah a bit of a whirlwind um you know i i, I had spent nine years in duluth and and was uh, and uh, still finishing up very invested in the bulldog athletics and the culture and the great things that they've done there but this was a special opportunity frankly that spoke to me and in many ways it's a confluence of my time at notre dame and my time in duluth I think there's a lot of uh, shared values amongst those institutions that this place represents in, incredibly well. And of course, these processes happen quickly um, and, and you're, you know, you're flying around and you're meeting with people and, and uh, suddenly you find out that uh, it's, it's going to be you that's selected and, and what an honor that is and, and can't thank uh, Chancellor Hafner and, and Mary Clark and, and John Miller who led that process and uh, were, were great to help me get to know them. I, I have uh, had a, a great position in Duluth and, and was only going to consider some pretty special opportunities. Uh, and this uh, 100% is one of them. And, and as I've rolled up my sleeves and uh, dug a bit deeper into uh, what goes on here and how we do it, uh, it's pretty exciting and, and really is, is exactly what it was built to be a special opportunity. 
when you are doing something, uh, as we noted, trying to leave one place in as good a, uh, a spot as you can while getting started uh, in somewhere new in a role that you're excited for, what is the plan of uh, attack for that? I mean, how do you juggle all these things? You talk about drinking from a fire hose. It would be enough to just be starting a new position, sure. um, but to be leaving and trying to leave UMD in the best shape you can there. How do you go about doing all that? Well, there's not a lot of sleep involved. I'll be honest about that. And and we, you know, my wife and I have been together for a while. She and I um, started dating when I was an undergraduate sports management student at the University of Massachusetts. And so she's been around this for a long time. And we've got a four-year-old who 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 loves sports. And we're uh, he's he's learning that the pioneers are pretty cool too. So, um, but we're we're navigating all those those life changes. I think it's prioritization and making sure that you're spending your time on the things that are going to have the most impact. So, you know, it's a lot of logistics back in Duluth of, of getting things set up for the fall and a, a couple of key searches and making sure that contracts are in place for, for the future. And here it's relationship building and getting to know people because I really believe it's critical that I understand the culture of Pioneer Athletics and why we are able to achieve uh, so much on a broad base level in multiple disciplines. So for example, I'm spending the next two days basically meeting with staff coaches and student athletes, and I'm asking a lot of questions. Um, I feel it's critical that I understand the culture of pioneer athletics so that when we're working together and collaborating to lead this department, uh, I, I'm doing it in a, a very informed way and respecting the history and the tradition of, of what makes DU um, and it's cliche, but I really believe it's true, a special place. When you uh, get the opportunity to be an athletic department um, like Denver's, uh, there are a lot of similarities, as you noted, to, to Minnesota Duluth. And one of those is success across the sports spectrum. And I know at Duluth, you had five different programs that reached the top five uh, in their national rankings, 15 out of 16 programs that made their respective NCAA tournaments. Um, DU is a school that will uh, now has clinched and will officially wrap up uh, the 13th Director's Cup trophy in 14 years for a non-football athletic department. Um, so, you know, a broad range of success is something that's obviously been very important and has been established uh, at Denver. Is that one of the, the drawing factors for you to be able to come to a school that, you know, has a bunch of different areas that have been successful and not necessarily just making the jump to a, a spot that emphasizes one? For sure. I, I it would personally, I, I want to support all of our student athletes at the highest level and give them the opportunity to succeed and excel in, in all of their disciplines. So uh, that is, is definitely something that's very attractive to me. And, and one of the reasons that I, I think Duluth uh, was a great fit for me coming out of South Bend and, and Denver's a great fit coming out of Duluth. So um, I just think there's something different about a place that can do it in so many different sports and not be known as X sports school, right? We're not, we're not known singularly. Um, and it's always been apparent to me, and I've been out, out here many, many times traveling with the Duluth men's hockey program, um, that, that there is an incredible um, foundation of broad-based success. And it's harder to do. Um, you know, you have to spread your resources out further. You have to spread your time and attention out further. You have to invest in more facilities. It's harder to do it. But I've always found that when, just like student athletes are operating at a high level, they're, they're achieving at a high level, it's because they're doing well competitively, academically, and socially. 
If you look at an athletic department, you look at an ed university, when you've got multiple sports operating at a high level, that's emblematic of your approach. And I think it fosters additional success. One of the cool moments I had as I was wrapping up some things last uh, in Duluth was a, uh, a coach who in my year of meeting said, you know, I'm, I'm sorry we weren't one of the teams that, that had national level success this year. And, and it spoke to me because it told me that the culture had elevated to a point they felt a duty to be one of the teams that was one of the stories of national level success year in, year out. Um, and, and on average, we'd have eight to 10 teams have national level success, and it wasn't always the same eight to 10. And as I look here, um, and, and I'm getting to know, know the pioneers better, it, it's, it's similar. It's, it's a lot of programs having a lot of success year in, year out. And it isn't just always hockey, gymnastics, and men's lacrosse, right? It's, you see it happening in different sports. This year, women's lacrosse with their conference championship getting to the second round, uh, at the NCAA tournament. I mean, you, you're seeing it in multiple sports and, uh, you know, I, I don't have a better word than this, but it's just cool. It's really cool to, to do it on that level um, and, and to have so many student athletes complete their careers having participated in NCAA tournament because those are some of the best memories that they're going to have, but they're yeah. also incredible character building moments and they're team building moments and they make them better um, and more successful in their lives. So, Probably sort of a long winding answer to that one, but you know, it kind of gets to the the core. So I, I appreciate that question. Absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned uh, you'd spent some time at Notre Dame uh, working on the senior staff in the athletic department there, move on to, to UMD. And now here um, you learn so much in asking questions of your, you know, your newest coaches and student athletes and all that at your previous stops. What did you learn from Notre Dame, from Duluth, things that you want to be able to bring along and incorporate here uh, that you feel like have been some of your most valuable lessons as a, as a learner? Sure. Uh, well, supporting our student athlete staff and coaches is, is it comes first. Um, making sure that, that we're there for them in every possible way, um, supporting their mental health, supporting their academic success. Um, it, it takes a lot. It's a stressful environment. It's frankly a challenging world, more challenging in recent years than, than maybe it's ever been for, for um, not just student athletes, but, but college students in general. And, and certainly the, the pandemic exacerbated challenges for, for all of society. So supporting them, um, helping them reach their potential, being there for their, their mental health, their well-being, um, contributing to the institutional mission. We are a big piece of how uh, University of Denver is successful overall and feeding that mission and being a rallying cry for uh, alumni engagement and, and being a point of pride for the university and the community. Uh, those are the things that, that get me really, really excited. And again, I mean, I think it comes down and this is a, a, a bit of a, a piece of both of those, but having an incredible fan experience because there's a lot of different things you can do with your free time and your discretionary dollars. And, and I want folks who come and, and this is something we did a lot of at Notre Dame. We did a ton of it in Duluth. Um, I want this to be the place to be. And in many ways it is, but we can, we can always do better. I want this to be the place to be for college sports in Denver. And if you're going to go to a college sporting event, which is different than a pro sporting event, not that one's better than the other, but it's a different Definitely. experience. It's a more intimate experience. Um, you have a chance to get to know the, the student athletes um, more closely. I want this to be the place to come for a college sports experience. And that's not just men's hockey or, 
or, or women's gymnastics. It's all of our sports. When people choose to give us their free time uh, and, their, and their, their dollars in the form of ticket revenue or, or other things, we need to show them an exceptional experience. And that also contributes to the student athlete experience. The student athletes love to be in front of big crowds. So whether it's Hamilton or Magnus or any of our outdoor venues, um, you know, I'd love to bottle what we had up in Loveland. Uh, at the time, I didn't want to bottle the outcome, but <laughs> I'd love to bottle what we had up in Loveland and have that energy and that environment for as many events as we can. And, you know, I would say one of the other pieces is there's a lot of other stuff to do around here. I've got family up in, in Breck, you know, I've, I, there's a lot to do uh, out here in Colorado. It's a beautiful, wonderful place. Um, and we'll have to compete with that a little bit, but we've got something special to offer when you come and you cheer on a pioneer athletic team. And I want that to be a great experience. And, and we're still doing it the right way. We're, you know, we have to stay true to our values of, of doing it the right way um, with integrity, academic success, um, and, and competing at a high level. What's so cool too is DU for being a, a nationally and internationally renowned university in a lot of ways is kind of the neighborhood school uh, for a lot of people, a lot of people in the community, uh, in the, the university areas and, uh, you know, in Wash Park and in Baker and uh, U Hills and everywhere else. When things are good, people turn out and take pride in what the school does, which I would imagine is very similar to how it felt in Duluth when you had success there, um, which was such a, a regular thing and um, keep the, the level and comment in mind because we're going to come back to that okay. um but i do want to ask you it's it's a very transformative era for college athletics right now um and obviously so much of the conversation is constantly about what does it mean for the power five what does texas a&m's football recruiting class mean what does kentucky's basketball recruiting look like but there are huge impacts on mid-major conferences, on small major conferences um, and schools in them when you look at where college athletics is right now where it might be headed, um, what does it take and how can you best prepare the University of Denver to evolve and succeed in this next era of college athletics that is here? Sure. Um, well, a couple different thoughts there. First, and it gets back to my last answer, but we're, we're going to stay true to our values. We're going to continue to to prioritize the academic experience, the experience to be a student athlete. We're going to support student athlete empowerment. Uh, but we're going to really continue to maintain our, our core values on what it means to be a student athlete and that this is uh, an educational enterprise that we have here. And when you leave the University of Denver with a world-class degree, that makes a difference in your life. Um, and, and the life lessons that you can currently gain through sports make a difference in your life. And we're going to stay very true to those things as we move forward. Um, I spent a bit of last week down in Indianapolis at the NCAA as I was finishing up my year on the Women's Ice Hockey Championship Committee and um, lots of conversation, not a ton of direction yet. The Transformation Committee still has a lot to figure out. And we've seen some pretty substantive changes around student-athlete mobility with the transfer portal, um, student-athletes being able to benefit from their name, image, and likeness, and, and we're seeing those things. And with any, any substantive change, you're going to feel some unintended consequences, and we're, we're monitoring, and we're learning, and we're adapting. And I think, you know, the, the, the two pieces that we're going to have to continue to do are, one, as I talked about, stay true to our values, two, adapt. Um, we don't know, no one knows, frankly, what this is going to look like as we evolve and, and need to stay competitive in a, in a changing world. But I think we're well positioned with the sport matrix that we have. Um, 
I, I think that a lot of the attention that's being focused on football doesn't impact us directly. And, and that's a space that it could be more challenging for a mid-major. Uh, so I like our sport matrix. I like the way we do things here. I like our values-based approach. I like our commitments. We're just going to have to be focused on being adaptive, um, adaptable, excuse me, and um, probably focusing on fundraising and generating revenues to continue to support our student athletes at a high level. Because at the end of the day, our coaches need to be able to recruit elite level talent. And they've got some advantages. They've got the advantages of this world-class institution. They have the advantages of this incredible geographic location, but we need to provide the support network as well for those student athletes. So the unknown is, is at a pretty high level. Um, we're gonna listen, we're gonna learn, and we're gonna pay incredibly close attention to it. We exist in a, in a landscape where uh, you come into this position from a school that has a lot of experience traveling here or hosting Denver teams. Uh, mm -hmm. And you mentioned Loveland, you mentioned the NCAA tournament, uh, the regional final in which the Pioneers uh, rebounded from a loss a week earlier uh, to the Bulldogs in the frozen face-off in St. Paul. Um, and by all accounts, I didn't get a chance to, to be there that day. We had a, a lacrosse broadcast, if I remember right, earlier in the day. Um, but the, the Pioneers take down the Bulldogs two to one uh, in that regional game in Loveland and everyone who was there talked about it as one of the greatest sports atmospheres that they had ever experienced. It's a two o'clock in the afternoon game on a Saturday. It was sold out uh, the Budweiser event center in Loveland. It was loud. It was raucous and it was a ridiculously good game too. Um, now that you were looking at this from the flip side of the outcome, first off, tell us what it was like for you guys. Um, maybe not so much the devastation because, you know, I know pioneers fans aren't going to feel that bad, but uh, just, the, <laughs> just the atmosphere and the experience of that. Well, it was, I would say it was great. And, and even um, the Bulldog staff and coaches after the game recognized what a great atmosphere it was. And, um, you know, it's, it's no secret that some of many of the men's, men's hockey regionals have not had that level of an atmosphere. I've been to some exceptional uh, hockey games uh, in, in regionals with uh, really, really small crowds in empty buildings with really low energy levels. So, um, Regardless of the outcome, I think it was very well recognized by uh, the staff and coaches what it was like to compete in that environment. And it was it was as energetic a, of a college hockey game. And I've been doing this for a long time, starting it in the late 90s at UMass when they restarted their program in the Hockey East um, through the CCHA and, and the NCHC and, and all the various iterations. I've been to a lot of really energetic hockey games, and that was top five. It really was. Um, and, and that's how I'd love to see the regionals be. And it, it's hard because you've got some, some various dynamics of, of geography and, and fan bases and short notice, but that was an, an awesome atmosphere. And um, it was funny. I think they, they even sold the tickets that our non-dress student athletes were supposed to sit in. So we had to scramble and, and find a seat uh, for them because the ticket demand was so high um, that they, they sold the five tickets for our, our non-dressers. Um, and, and that was, uh, one of those funny things that happens behind the scenes and our, our guys were great. They're like, Hey, it's cool. Just wh where can we go watch the game from? But, um, to have that kind of ticket demand and have a facility that full and that energy level was, was pretty awesome. 
Let's uh, talk about some things outside of just the spectrum of DU and UMD. You are on the executive committee of an organization called the Sports Management Institute. Um, And I know you recently met uh, in South Bend. Um, Tell us about that program, your involvement in it, um, and what it's all about. Sure. It's uh, what I would conjecture is the best uh, sports management um, professional development program preparing Uh, up-and-coming college athletic administrators to be athletic directors. It's been around for probably close to 40 years at this point. It was started by Mike McGee, who was a a football coach, and for his dissertation, he wrote uh, a proposal to do this, and then he started doing it. It It's evolved over the years, but currently it's a joint venture between the the colleges of business and the athletic departments uh, at the University of Michigan, Texas, Georgia, North Carolina, um, USC and Notre Dame. And, and it, it, so it basically it's at, at those institutions every three years. It's a week in June, three days in January, and it's 25 rising stars that spend some time with the athletic departments and, and business faculty of these exceptional places. So I got involved with it in the late 90s. I used to help one of the founding faculty members prepare his presentations. And then when I went out to Notre Dame, um, they asked me to help host when, when we had it every few years. And when I left South Bend, they asked that I stay on the executive committee and help guide it going forward. So it's also at a time like this where you're seeing transition and evolution, it's a great thing to be plugged in with. Uh, it's it's a great network to be a part of. And a lot of the, the key relationships that I have um, come, th- come through that. I served on a panel on Tuesday evening with um, the athletic directors from Central Michigan Temple and St. Joseph's University a pretty diverse group the michigan ad was was also scheduled but he he had the uh, a stomach bug which was unfortunate because he's he's always um ward has just an incredible perspective on things being a former student athlete and in power five um athletic director but to to be uh, engaged with those folks on a regular basis and talking about things like nil and um moving away from scholarship and coaching limits uh, is is very very valuable and helps understand some of the, the possible permutations that are out there of, of what college athletics is going to look like, uh, but also provides context of where we are and, and what we need to stay true to, as, as I articulated a bit with the values piece. So it's been a great organization to be a part of, um, and I, I hope to be uh, sending some folks here from Denver to that uh, in the near future so that they can benefit from, from all of the, the, the great presentations that they have. That is very cool. Um, all right, Josh, before we wrap up, uh, a couple of fun ones for you. Yeah. Um, you are uh, stepping into a, a school with obviously a very rich and diverse history. Um, you have at least one radio guy who's very big into random DU facts. So would Good. you like a random DU fact? Always. I love that okay. stuff. So when you look out of your windows in the Ritchie Center and you're facing west and you mm. see the two big buildings that are looming over Barton Stadium. Okay. Denver is the only city to have been awarded and then turned down the Olympic Games. Those buildings, Centennial Towers, were originally constructed to be the Olympic Village. Wow. Wow. Now you know. Now you know. That's a good one. I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I see it. Wow. Okay. You can see All it right. now. It's, it's yeah. amazing. It's fast. It. Every time I look at them during a lacrosse broadcast, I'm like, what a weird little sports I, footnote. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to use that one. Okay, good. You can have it. You've got all the rights to it now. And uh, if you are going to, which hopefully uh, we're going to get a chance to talk to you on a bunch of broadcasts going forward, but 
let's say you've got your choice, a men's or women's basketball game, a men's hockey game, men's women's lacrosse game. What are you jumping on with either me or Jay Stickney to do color commentary for? Oh, you know, I leave the color. You can interview me. I'll talk to you anytime. I'm going to leave the color commentary to others. I, I you know, I, all right, that's fair. <laughs> I, I, I peaked in, in golf and lacrosse in high school. So I, I don't know that I've got much to offer there. I, I probably could have been like the, the last person on a, on a, on a D1 golf team in the snow belt whose score would only count once a year. That's, that was probably the, the peak of my abilities. So we'll leave the a, color to the experts. I was a, a baseball player who could only make like a club team at a, mm -hmm. at a power five school. So I, I get it completely. Um, Josh, let's end on this. When you get out to Denver uh, full time and this is your position, this is your athletic department. What is the thing that excites you most about whether it's living in a place like Denver or being on a campus like DU or getting toward the, the fall sports season? What are the thing that you're most excited about looking toward the future? Yeah, you know, I think for me, it's it's about being part of something that has such a rich history and tradition, and and um, it's an honor to be given the opportunity to put my fingerprints on it a little bit. And my goal is to um, respect the history and the tradition and all of the folks that have built that here, and seeing what we can do to add to those legacies, um, and and do it in the in the in the right way that it's been done in the past, but also navigate some of the challenges ahead. So I I hope that when whenever I look back on the time that I will have spent here, it's adding to the legacy and the history and the tradition and and staying true to the values. And um, when I got to Duluth, I made a list of about a dozen folks who had played key roles in in building what what the Bulldogs have uh, from a history and tradition standpoint, I'm doing that right now. And it's it's everything from longtime retired equipment managers and administrators to former coaches and student athletes, because I, I really feel a sense of duty around um, understanding the history, the tradition and the culture so that as I'm collaborating to make decisions, I'm really respecting all of those elements of it. That is awesome. And uh, we are so excited to have you. So excited to, to finally get a chance to talk with you and can't wait to meet you out there coming up soon. We're less than two months away from the first event uh, of the fall sports season as uh, women's soccer will kick off on August 18th. So we're already yeah, coming up on it. Uh, Josh, can't wait to, to see you out there. The new University of Denver Vice Chancellor for Athletics and Richie Center Operations, Josh Berlow. Josh, uh, good luck. And we'll be talking to you again soon. Thank you, Tyler. Appreciate the time. Any, always happy to do this. And as always, go Pioneers.